This video is brought to you by Black Moon Games. Check out their products at shop-black-moon.com. Convention season is finally upon us, and one thing that we've I've seen, well, I've seen it in other you know previous previous years, but this year I've seen it a little bit more. It's a little more prevalent. Um, I've seen publishers, creators sell products or games that were kickstarted at a convention before Kickstarter backers get it. And there's there's some certain things, there's certain aspects that I want to touch about, I want to talk about um, tonight because I think that the whole landscape has kind of shifted. So I know that it's something that's kind of frowned upon previously, but should it be? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about Kickstarter games that publishers are selling at conventions before Kickstarter backers get their copies. Is it okay? Stick around. It's Chaotic Good Cast, episode 118. Hey everyone, welcome to the Chaotic Goodcast, our weekly geeky roundtable. I'm your host, Doug Shoot, and with me are my fellow casters, plus a couple of special guest casters this week. Let's get right through the lineup. Ben I'm from Quarterstaff Games. Hey everyone, how are we doing this week? Artist, illustrator, author, just phenomenal human being. Jason, oh no, I mean Amanda Call. <laughs> I cannot draw. <laughs> I will happily leave that to Amanda. Okay. Hello. Hello, hello. Our resident geek of the north from the way up north, the frozen tundra that is Canada. Jason Hunt. Howdy do, folks. And the masterminds this week. This week, we have special guest casters, the masterminds. Behind Adirondacon in Glens Falls, <laughs> New York, the one and only Veronica Hamilton and John Lemaire. Hello. Veronica, John, thanks for coming on this week. Oh, not oh, a thank problem. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah you're I, I feel I feel honored that that, you, that uh, we were able to fit you into a part of the the whole you know the whole promotional hype train that's headed towards Glens Falls here in a couple weeks uh, for Adirondacon. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about that before we get into uh, our topic of, of uh, Kickstarter games uh, being sold at conventions before backers get them. Uh, the Adirondacon, let's, let's talk a little bit about who's, whose idea was Adirondacon? Um, I think it was kind of a bold of our idea, you know? I think we just. I mean, yeah, it was it was a group group local area. We have we started a meetup group, and it kind of came from that. I'll gotcha. I'll talk over John. He does it to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, never. <laughs> no, but yeah, it was it was pretty much um we we started a meetup group in um like the Glens Falls area, and I think even I. Bill Van, I think we had one meeting, and I think Bill Van Patten was there, and 
we were, he's like, you know, we really need a con in this area. And we're like, yeah, we could do that. And, you know, one day we, well, my, my, my origin story is a little bit different. After, you know, after touring conventions, demoing games, uh, or demo, like I, cause I, cause I do a little game design on, uh, on the side. I'm a, I'm a big wannabe game designer. So I actually got one out there, but anyways, um, <laughs> I got tired of going other places to demo my game. So I said, Hey, let's, let's, let's stop traveling and let's just bring a con here so that I can just demo my game here. And uh, we don't have to travel to do it. And then I never got to demo because I, I spent so much time running around trying to help <laughs> people out and stuff. Uh, basically, my yeah. table sat empty for the entire Adirondacon one. You know, just, it was, it was just <laughs> set up. I, I never actually got to demo like a single uh, game. So, anyways, but yeah, that's my my what I think this. That, that was your reasoning for starting at around yeah, exactly. forget, nice. forget the community. <laughs> forget yeah. the community. Giant vanity project. <laughs> That's all it is. I'm surprised it's not called John Con. <laughs> Wait, there's actually there is a con called John. Is there con. is there a convention called John Con? <laughs> um I think so. Uh, it's oh, just an informal man. thing that a guy does in his backyard. He used to do a podcast. I think it's still called John Con. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you what, Doug. Next year, if there's some, you know, it could be Adirondacon slash ShootCon. You know, we can we can make that happen. Uh, We've been guys. pushing ShootCon for so long. It would be nice to see it happen. I'm I'm just excited that we're getting back to uh, to GraniteCon uh, this this next weekend. Actually, Ben, you're going to be at, Gra at GraniteCon for us. Uh, for VCG yeah. and Amanda as well. Amanda, Amanda is going to be also be she'll also be there and and selling her wares as well. So if you'd like to get all new Age of Night and Amanda Call art, uh, go to uh, Granite Con. Uh, tickets oh, are still available. By Amanda Call, not art of Amanda Call. I don't. You don't actually do art for yourself, do you, Amanda? Art for my for myself. Like I mean, of no. yourself. I mean, of I, myself. <laughs> she does sometimes. She does those comics. But, yeah, sometimes I, do, uh, sometimes I do like Oh, that's like, true. Comics. I've seen yeah. a couple of those. That's right. I I stand corrected. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So so I was I was kind of right, Jason. Yeah, I'll give you one. You can all have right, one. All right. All right. <laughs> no, you guys have a moose and a bear on your dice. Uh, you are my people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually change the animal every year. These were the oh, really? first. These were the first ones. Um, Did a fox. I did. We did a. We and got this a year, I don't know how year. well I can. Yeah, let me uh, let me bring up. Ah, goose. <laughs> my goose. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, devil goose. The, um, See, he's dipping, dipping his, his toe in the water. He's dipping yeah. his toe in his water. That that was my effort of kind of showing how we're everyone's a little bit, you know, sensitive with everything <laughs> going on. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> dipping our toes into the water. That, well, that's that's where I was going with the the goose picture. So. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Let's. Uh, <laughs> it, it it is. It's it's kind of uh, you know I I I was at DragonCon was it last week. Uh, I'm headed to uh, Gen Con here uh, Wednesday morning, and uh, it's it's different. It it is it is a different scene. It's it's not like it was normally. Uh, it was or like what we what we've known in the past. So I, I'm hoping that we'll be able to get back to some some sort of normalcy of as as to what we used to know. Um, but uh, yeah, I, 
Adirondacon is such a great venue. Like I love the where your venue is for this convention because we we did Adirondacon. Uh, we've done it a couple years, and uh, I think we did it the the year before, yeah, 2019 because you didn't do it in 2020. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the the Charles R. Wood Theater because this is a great venue. Like I I just think it's genius that that you have it here at this in this in this venue. Yeah. Yeah, we've moved on up. We used to be at the Elks Lodge. Yeah, we, we started <laughs> in the Elks Lodge, and then and then the local mall contacted us and said, uh, "Hey, we don't have any stores in here anymore. Do you want to like try to do it here?" So we tried it there, and uh, and we finally settled on the uh, uh, Charleswood Theater, which is a beautiful old uh, theater right in the middle of downtown Glens Falls. Um, parking could be better, but um, you know it's a uh, it's just a beautiful spot. Lots of uh, restaurants around. Lots of uh, yeah. Lots of nice stuff. Plenty of space for us. Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe yeah, we, we, we are expanding this year too. Oh, you are. Yeah. 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 We um. So the the Charles Arwood Theater has pretty much three levels. We may skip to the. We may jump to the basement. Um, like for the next convention, but um. The first floor has a like a they call it the cabaret room. It's a it's a you know a decent sized room, and then we have the theater area, which has a con where we put all the vendors with um with a concession area, and then we are moving on upstairs to the um they have another room and it's overlooking downtown Glens Falls, so it's all windows. I mean, some of the RPG players might be a little frightened, but um, <laughs> there's, there's light. light. There's light coming in. <laughs> light, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's a it's beautiful. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. a great location, and it's just we're we're so happy they let us uh, use the space. Yeah, and that so. and that's the thing. We're um, you know, it's spreading out. Even though we we're kind of like, who knows how many people we're gonna get? You know, just with covid and everything you know this allows us to spread out a little bit more and just kind of be that much safer you know so we nice. can kind of put yeah. some space between tables you know what i mean and we don't need yeah. to pack all the tables in tight like we have years before we can kind of leave everything spread out you know and you know just try to think of you know try to be as safe as we possibly can be in these times with you know with variants sure. and such going on we want to you know, make the people who brave uh, everything and come, we want to make them uh, feel comfortable and safe and, you know, just let everyone know we're thinking about that and we're thinking about them because as much as we want to play, we want to make sure everyone is safe and comfortable as well. So, Right, right. Yeah. And, and speaking of, of keeping people safe, are, are there any, like... Uh, are there any like stipulations as far as like attendees? I, I know yeah. at, at Granite Con they're they're just requiring masks, but at Gen, Gen Con they're requiring masks. But Dragon Con they, they you had uh, proof of vaccination and a mask, and so I'm I'm kind of curious as to what. Of course, it kind of depends on the state too as to what what their mandates are. But uh, I'm just kind of curious what what it, what's like for for you folks over there. Well, we we did um, we we spoke with the theater, and the theater suggested. Highly suggested that we do a um, vaccination only event. Okay. Um, yeah. Our area is a little bit mixed right now as to, um, I don't know what our percentages are, but um, we're hoping it doesn't affect attendance too much, but we just, we want to be safe and um, we're allowing, um, 
the only exception to the vaccination rule is for children under 12. Gotcha. Um, yep. They yeah. have to they have to come with a vaccinated parent sure. or both vaccinated parents and they have to wear masks at all times. And while at this moment, masks are not mandatory, they are highly suggest suggested. And if any GMs feel that they would like the table players to wear masks, we will help, you know, get the word out and sure. it'll be up. It'll be up to individuals. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's, that's, Sounds like, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, uh, it's it's interesting because, you know, I, a lot of these conventions are putting out, you know, these guidelines and, and what they're going to have to require. And, and then they're also putting out, hey, you know what, this might change in the next, you know, yeah. four weeks or it might change by <laughs> the time the, this convention rolls around. So uh, it's, it's just, it is an ever changing landscape. So that's going to be very, very tricky for for folks that uh, that. that that provide these conventions for folks. Uh, the other thing that I, I, I want to mention before we we kind of dive into our, our featured topic is is the community that you have there at uh, in Glens Falls, uh, New York. Uh, you've got a you've got a wonderful community, and that's one of the reasons why I, I really liked going. I really like going over there to Adirondacon when when I'm not going to be at you know I'm, I'm going to be at Gen I'm going to be at Origins this year, so I'm not going to be able to 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 make the trip over to uh, Adirondacon this year. But uh, I I did want to. Uh, uh, make sure that uh, everyone knows that I, I am going to miss miss that uh, event because the you know the community and and because I always like catching up with 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 both of you and and uh, you just you, you do a great job of of fostering a great gr gr great community that that just loves gaming and they just love like people like you can just tell that they they like you know everybody likes to get together yeah. Oh yeah, we have, you know, it's nice. I mean, that's the nice thing about having a smaller um, convention. I mean, it's the same thing with um, SnowCon um, that we visited there a few times. And after a couple times you walk in and you, you pretty much know everyone or all everyone. the, you're familiar Absolutely faces. everyone. <laughs> we all know each other <laughs> at SnowCon. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I mean, that's kind of how like Adirondacon is. We're much smaller, but it's just, you know, Everyone who walks in, you, you, yeah, you at least recognize their face, and you know, there's some people. Nothing like, makes you feel more relaxed than walking in the door and seeing faces you recognize. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. and we have some notorious uh, local gamers that you know everybody's like, it's like Norm walking in when you know. I, I don't uh, know. Who, I don't know anybody that you might be referencing. I, I have no idea who you know. Uh, yes. You know, yeah. No. There, there's a, there's a couple of them, but um. But yes, yeah, I am hinting at one in particular, um, <laughs> who is uh, he's he's trying to help us with attendance. He's coming up with plans. He's trying trying to know. trying to boost your social media. You're 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 trying to, the hype on your social media by like offering to like dress up as different as, as in in yeah. All no, sorts we, of we haven't worked and... it out yet, but he even I think there's an even offer of dressing up like a Pikachu or something if uh, I, if we hit think... some goals. I, th I think does 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 this gentleman? I, we're we're talking about Bill Van Patten, and, and Bill, if you're still in the chat, let us know. I think he was watching <laughs> earlier. He was watching on Facebook. Um, does he still have his uh, his his facial hair? That uh, I mean, because he was growing that out quite a bit for for some some I think uh, cosplay. He grew it back some, a little bit. Yeah. Um, from it's it's a little bit back, but yeah, for the cosplay and the steampunk, he is. And there yeah. he is. Hi, Bill. <laughs> um, I, I think I think Bill needs to like shave his facial hair 
for for this because I, I don't think I've ever have I ever seen Bill without facial hair. I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yeah, and that, and that's the thing with Bill. We keep talking about Bill, but I mean, for us over here in New York, it's just like anywhere, any store you go into you know, we'll have conversations and they're like, Hey, you know, you should talk to this guy. Um, his name's bill. And it's just like, yeah, everybody knows this guy. He's like, <laughs> he's like the, the, the Norm Peters or, or no, was it Norm Peters? Yeah. Norm Peters. Peters. Yeah, it is. Yeah. He was totally, uh, you know, everyone knows him. He's just like, he has some sort of, you know, spider web of, uh, connectivity of everybody in the gaming community. And this, <laughs> This area over here, this little, uh, so but yeah, sm small towns are so so much more intimate and you know yeah, friendly, yeah. and you know we're, we we of course we want ours to get a little bit bigger, I think eventually, but it's uh, um, yeah, no, we're 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 nice, we're happy with the size we are, and uh, you know it's uh, <laughs> it's just it's it's just fun. It's a good time, and uh, we is, like to be purveyors of fun, you know, in a legal yeah. manner. So. Yeah, no, it's it's it, like I said, it's it's a great community, great great event, and uh, I'm I'm disappointed, just like I'm, I'm disappointed that I'm I'm not going to be at uh, GraniteCon this year, but uh, or the next weekend, but uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully by uh, 2022, we'll have all this in the in the rearview mirror, and hopefully we'll be all able to... of the conventions won't happen in the same eight, eight weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's what's up with everybody like making their conventions? <laughs> Everybody's I, like fall 2021. I, That's when everything is gonna happen. Even, even like even even like up until like last week, I was invited to another conference for this coming weekend. It's like that's three conventions in one. Like, no, no, I can't do it. Well, well, well we usually hold ours like uh, early September, uh, like right about now. But um, the theater didn't actually open up to like say that yeah. yes, we can have. We can do this until I mean it was only like what maybe four months ago, so yeah, you know, that, yeah. And then and then we were penciled in, and apparently the key to the penciling in is the eraser end of the pencil because we got <laughs> we got erased <laughs> off of the list because the theater company was coming through or something like that, and uh, it, no hard feelings because you know they got to make their money, you know or. They're not getting rich off Adirondacon. I'll say that. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, what? But yeah, no, I, th so, I yeah, thought so convention pushed... owners. I thought they. I thought you guys like were just r r like swimming in money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's well, us. yeah that's <laughs> Probably us. money yeah. from tabletop games, like you know, the little coins you get and monopoly <laughs> bills and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Many nah, yeah, yeah. copies of Monopoly. Yes. Uh, yeah. what, are you talk, what are you talking about? Every game is a legacy game to me. I just rip up the cards when I'm, I play. I play. You know, <laughs> play Gloomhaven. Just tear up all the cards and throw the board away uh -huh. after every game we play. Just buy uh -huh. a new one. You know why not? It's, Those are the kind of customers that Ben wants. Right? He'd yeah, buy a new yeah. copy of Gloomhaven every other week. Come on down. We'll <laughs> take care of you. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we uh, yeah. So that was the thing. So we got we got a really late start. I mean, this was the first weekend we could get, and we tried to avoid uh, other stuff. But man, was it a yeah. challenge! It's tough. And then yeah. and then more popped up after. I swear we booked it, and then like they started popping up. You know, we're yeah. like, what? No, what? No. So we even had that yeah. problem here in our tiny little end of the world. So many people scheduled so many events that usually take place throughout the summer and the fall. 
it was like, hey, we're we're opening up restrictions for this period right now. And everybody was like, dog pile. <laughs> I, I'm taking this day and that day and this day and this day. And then people were like, well, I wanted to go to see this, but these other three things are happening at the same time and I can't be in four places at once. Yeah. So, so Adirondacon is October 2nd in Glens Falls, New York. Uh, what mm-hmm. is the ticket price if, if folks would like to attend uh, Adirondacon this year? It is uh, $25 uh, for adults. Um, And we have a $5 discount for veterans and students, um, 12 and over. And I believe um, children were letting in for free. Not that we ever get that many children, but, um, you know, we have some families that like to come, so we didn't want to exclude i mean my wife says that i act like a child so does that qualify (laughs) me for a uh free ticket you gotta get past the charles arwood box office theater all right all right right. (laughs) (laughs) they they keep it they keep it tight they so so there are they they help us out on that uh on that aspect nice Uh, nice that is nice and they're doing all the all the covid stuff goes through them as well very good. That, that takes, yeah, that takes a lot of yeah. uh, stress off your plate. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, and they, they're providing many gallons of hand sanitizer, and we're just supplementing <laughs> um, table hand sanitizer as well. Nice. Very <laughs> so, good. Very yeah. good. But yeah, no, it's, we we did up the price a little bit, but yeah, it's just a times of COVID, you know. I mean, I, I I don't I'd be hard pressed to find something that hasn't gone down in price since COVID hit like I, I can't think of anything that has has actually gone down in price at all, at all. I, we were just talking about heating uh, my dad and i were talking this morning about heating uh you know fuel and how how much cheaper it was last year than going into this year you know it's it's, it's so much more so yeah it's uh, i think everybody kind of realizes that you know the cost of everything is is going up and that's yeah, just I, the way I, it is i i think that's life in general i I don't think anything really goes down you know (laughs) no 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 no, not usually it's just been a bit more marked as an increase since this especially in the initial thing when you know you had people selling toilet paper on ebay for hundreds of dollars (laughs) (laughs) so silly not to sound like some weird conspiratorial uh guy but it's just an excuse for uh people to raise prices that they would have raised them anyways, uh, in, in some cases, not possibly, not, uh, possibly. So, yep. So. Well, price increasing and costs and, and rising costs are one of the factors that, that uh, is going to affect some of our topic that we're talking about this evening. And that is games at conventions being sold before Kickstarter backers receive their copies. Is is it okay? Is it not? We're going to talk about that for our featured content. Let's stick around for that. Feature presentation. I hope you're impressed, John. I got the really... <laughs> Pixel or two. Well, let the me fact tell that you. The VHS buzz is in there at the end. Oh, is yeah. The thing definitely. that gets me. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see, that's the thing. Um, uh, me and Ron, our, our parents owned a video store. Uh, for, for many years, so I watched a lot of videos, and 
Boy, is that uh, nostalgia kicking in from uh, <laughs> right, right? I mean, I, I yeah. figure like a lot of a, a lot of the folks that, that tune into the show are kind of you know around our demographic. So I, I, <laughs> I thought it was. I think it's pretty fitting for our featured uh, topic. And so. and everyone's children is like, what's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about uh, conventions and, and and selling games at conventions because this this is actually a topic that that has been brought up. It, it's been brought up in the past, uh, you know, even before COVID and even, you know, it, you know, before everything was kind of put on hold, uh, where publishers will bring copies of a game that's been kickstarted to a large convention, um, whether it be Gen Con, Origins, you know, or sometimes it's even just a, a local convention uh, to sell product before they... they have it shipped to Kickstarter backers. It might be it might be on the way to Kickstarter backers, or it might be just you know, I I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's on the boat and they just air air freighted uh, air shipped uh, a few cases in uh, to kind of get some publicity for for this game that they've got coming out. I'm curious to you know, and, and anybody that's watching this show or anybody that's that's viewing it after the fact, let, let me know in the comments how you feel about uh, about publishers or creators uh, selling games uh, at conventions before it's uh, the games are are shipped to, to Kickstarter backers. Of course, we we know that Kickstarter is a huge part of the industry, and 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 a lot of the reason why folks back these Kickstarters is because they want to see you know the creators succeed. Does that give them a right to get the product first? What what, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'll, I'll start with I'll start with Amanda. Amanda, what what do you think? Do you think that this? Do you think that the the Kickstarter backers? I, I know a lot of them think that they should, and I'm not saying that they should. And and I'm not going to say one way or the other. I'm going to give points for for both sides, um, just because you know. And there's reasons for for publishers to do it, and then there's reasons for the publishers not to do it. Uh, so, what do you think? What what do you think, uh, Amanda? As <laughs> bless you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I uh, so. I don't see a problem with it in general. I okay. can see how there might be like very small specific instances where it's kind of like a, hey, what are we doing here situation? Like situations where backers have not been kept up to date on what's going on, or right. they've been informed that their copies are being delayed in fulfillment for whatever reason. And yet somehow there are some at the convention. That wouldn't be cool. Those are situations in which that would be a problem. In most situations, I don't see this as a problem because Kickstarter backers are getting their product. Maybe it's not actually in their hands yet because it is in the process of fulfillment and the company hasn't managed to finish fulfillment and then the event comes up and they have the extra product that they meant to sell at that event and fulfillment just hasn't finished yet. Right. It's, it's absolutely stupid for them to not go and bring it to the convention and then sell it. If these are copies that are not earmarked for backers, these are right. the extra copies they intended to sell at conventions, there is no reason for them to not sell them because uh, if you're a fan of their product and the fan of the company, you want them to sell them so that they can continue to exist and make more games for you. <laughs> Absolutely. And like, Absolutely. you're you're gonna get your stuff. It's okay, it's coming. And I personally 
hate this idea of Kickstarter being treated like a pre-order system, as opposed to like mini venture capitalism, which is what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be that you're contributing to help bring a product to life, and then you are given some kind of incentive as a thank you for helping to bring the project project to life. That's the way Kickstarter is meant to work. And that's not the way that people see it or use it anymore, which is very frustrating because it's like, hey, it says right in Kickstarter, projects are not guaranteed. You are not guaranteed to get your stuff. This is not set in stone because any number of things can stop projects from being completely fulfilled. And so the idea that, hey, well, this project is is getting fulfilled so i am getting my stuff at some point but i'm not getting it right this instant and now i'm mad about it dude why like you know you're getting your stuff like you could have just not even gotten it like don't get mad that you're not getting it right this moment like it's okay right right um J Jason, uh, we kind of talked a little bit about this this topic uh, in our uh, our uh, chaotic good cast chat, uh, uh, you know, between us on, on Facebook. Um, I think you're you had said something about like you think it's okay, but like as long as they don't sell like Kickstarter like exclusives, yeah. it's very it's very situational for me because I, I will show you my evidence now. Uh, this this will be this will be people's exhibit A. <laughs> The court, the court accepts the A. Hey! This disaster. Yep. <laughs> so that's the uh, Robotech. Uh, the Robotech manager. Tactics Kickstarter that we know uh, Palladium all about that in basically this house. died <laughs> over. Um, I don't mind if they want if people want to sell Kickstarter stuff at a convention, as long as it's not stretch goal stuff, because. The stretch goal stuff was funded and only exists because of the backers. And, but even at that, if, as long as I have a shipping notification saying my stuff is in the mail, I'm fine with whatever the heck they're selling at a con, because like Amanda said, it's over and above stuff that was earmarked for the backers, but you have to be extremely transparent with that. Like, like, especially with, even with Robotech, it's a miniature, miniature combat game. And uh, when they went out there, they were like, hey, we want to sell some of these things because what they hadn't told us at the time is they had actually used up all the money and didn't have any more and were trying to use the money from selling product at the con to fund the second wave, which none of us ever ended up getting. It was strictly money lost for that. Um, but they weren't upfront about that. They didn't tell us that. They were just like, hey, we're going to sell product at this con because, and like, like even as Amanda mentioned as well, to push the game. You want people to be interested in this game, to, to buy this game, to be ha happy and clamoring for more of it, because that means, hey, there's interest. We can invest more money in it. Um, but like I said, with, with the Robotech Tactics Kickstarter, it, it went completely sideways. There, it was just completely mismanaged from the get-go. Right. But as long as you're just selling core rules and stuff like that, I'm fully fine with that. But don't be selling stuff that backers helped bring to life beyond the core book. Because that's just kind of a smack in the face. One of the things that that uh, the Kickstarter is is for is to fund a production run of a cop of a game. So a lot of the the reason why they're going to Kickstarter is so that they can put this product line in into re retail yeah. shelves and into folks you know collections. So like I don't I guess I don't understand why you know. 
them being able to promote this game before you know even it hits the it might not even if it hit retail shelves now retail that's a, that's a whole other other you know that's a whole other thing we, we won't even dive into that but i i think i i think ben as a retailer how do you feel about like publishers giving or, or selling copies of games before uh kickstarter backers does that hype up a, a game so that once it hits your retail shelves, folks are excited about it. Like, what are your what are your thoughts on on this whole situ- on this whole topic? So, as a, re- as a retailer, so so as retailers, we've dealt with cons getting product ahead of time forever. So, like, we'll players will go to these. Our customers will go to these different conventions. Like Gen Con's a huge one. Origins is another, and they get to see all these great new games. And these games are there and and they're going to buy them not from us but from the con uh historically speaking um it used to bother me until i realized the amount of people that are actually going to these conventions and buying these things is so much smaller than the people who will buy them normally so you get these one or two copies that come into your uh into your your community and it just drives hype if it's a good game and you'll sell more copies because of it where that kind of translates to kickstarter i think i think amanda and jason really hit it on the head it's all about the transparency if you're promising that backers get this first you need to make sure you're delivering to the backers first if you haven't made those claims yeah a few copies can go out you know logistics especially this year logistics are crazy um you know people have them People may not be getting them in other parts of the world or even parts of the country due to shipping and everything. Um, I think we need to, as gamers, stop the entitlement that just because we have kickstarted something, we are super special about it. You know, and and honestly, it falls back on the I think some of the companies to not necessarily treat their backers like VIP shoppers. It. And I, I, this may sound a little weird in that regard, but like, as we said, you are helping create this project. You're not necessarily looking to get special treatment. That's the whole point of Kickstarter. And definitely we've seen many companies kind of get away from that where you're not just helping this product get made, you're, you're, you're getting the premium version of that product that's exclusive only on this platform. I think that right. needs to end and we need to look at just providing a good product at a right price through Kickstarter rather than using it as this giant marketing tool. Sure. sure. Veronica, do you, uh, do you use Kickstarter? Do you kickstart a lot of uh, projects? Do you, is that, uh, um, are you... I'm poor. Um, so, <laughs> hey. uh, I did, um, I do back um, some Kickstarter <clears throat> stuff and I, I try to support a lot of local, um, local sure. designers and stuff, yeah. but I did, I missed the first way or the first boat, but like my the biggest one I just did was the Isle of Cats one. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I gotta get my Crazy Cat Lady collection up. <laughs> nice, um, nice. But, I hear really good things about that yeah. game, by the way, too. I, yeah, I I have yet to play it, but I've watched a lot of videos, and I'm I was hoping somebody in our group would get it, and I I had to be the person who went all in on the giant box and everything. Nice. But I try to be good, but I do, I do, but I like, that's what I like about kicks. I like the aspect of, you know, people, 
I like the like like everyone was saying the original intention of Kickstarter helping, you know, helping small small companies or you know medium companies realize their dream of publishing something. That I like the original right. intent, and I I mean like I said I do back I back a, at least a few every year, but I try not to go crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to be like that until I met Doug. <laughs> <laughs> all discretion and restraint just out the window <laughs> yeah doug's enthusiasm is absurdly infectious uh, I know. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll try to tone it down for you jason how about that no you won't no i won't, <laughs> Don't I won't. To me. that's not happening that's never happening <laughs> john uh, i i know that uh based on on posts that i've seen on on facebook the, that you actually uh, go and kickstart uh, a few things here and there um, what, what are some of what are some of the uh, what, what are some of the latest games that you've you've kickstarted? If you don't mind me asking, uh, well, Kickstarter, um, yeah, I I, um, I don't buy a ton. There's a few like uh, role playing games that you know I you know whenever the new stuff comes out, I get for um, I, I I'm an old school. I love the old Torg uh, game. If yeah. anyone plays Torg yeah. and. They they came out with the uh, Torg Eternity, the updated version. So I've been, whenever that comes out, I uh, I, I grab it. Um, but uh, yeah, and I also if I twist a little bit, you can probably see the Zombicide collection in the uh, yeah. corner. Yeah. Uh, I went uh, not all in on the uh, second uh, edition of uh, Zombicide, but um, I did uh, go heavy into the. Uh, Old West Zombicide, just because sure. they, they caught me, uh, A, when I had uh, a little bit of extra money, B, I'm, like, that's one of, I'm, I'm trying to write a, um, I'm almost done writing a book uh, for, I'm hoping to uh, squeeze it in on uh, drive through here pretty soon, basically uh, for uh, Call of Cthulhu's uh, Down Darker Trails, it's uh, basically, um, if you ever wanted to run a uh, adventure in a um, cattle drive in the old west, I, I, I'm making a supplement slash adventure for that. But anyway, so so well, when nice. the when the uh, zombicide undead hit, I was like, look at all those gorgeous miniatures. So uh, <laughs> I, I started going more and more and more, and I was just like, John, I, like, I, I, I have no I idea have what no that's idea. like. <laughs> I, but uh, you you back you back Kickstarters just for miniatures? Yeah. <laughs> what? I, I that one I did because I was I, I'm ashamed to say, but I was like, oh, I was just thinking about uh, how nice it would be to have, uh, you know, all, you know, all these old West, uh, weird West uh, minis to throw on the table when if we ever do actually play at the table again instead of sure. over Zoom. But uh, yeah, no, I got that, but. Yeah, it's funny. I'm like, before we got on, I started, I was having a conversation with my wife telling her about this is what the topic is. And yeah, Amanda and Jason hit just about everything that we discussed. I was like, well, I have nothing to say because uh, I, mean, I, I feel the same exact way. I mean, if, if I have no problem with them selling, you know, a, a publisher selling something, especially smaller, but uh, selling yeah. something at a convention because that generates a buzz. And if you want more stuff, you want your company to do well. I mean, and and also as Jason said, I think it was you. You know, Kickstarter 
is not just about getting the game anymore. It's about all the extras that come with that Kickstarter, the exclusives and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And you know what? You're not getting that uh, at a convention. You're probably just getting the core game and maybe, you know, maybe if they have an expansion that they're selling with it, that they're planning on selling anyways direct. You know, that may be available, but you know, I don't even mind eventually down the road if they want to do Kickstarter exclusive stuff for retail sale. Just make sure that the exclusive stuff originally gets to backers first. Yeah. Then, by all means, open the floodgates, sell it all to everybody. I don't care. Once I've got mine, I don't care if anybody else can have it. It doesn't matter to me (laughs) if I see a Kickstarter exclusive mini in somebody else's collection. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. Just give me mine before, and because that's kind of why I backed you. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing that we. Ahead, it's, ahead, yeah, it's definitely um sorry oh sorry dog. no go for it no I was, I was just saying and, and that's just it i mean if um you know people get a little bit I, I can understand where people might get annoyed if they see it on the shelves or at a con first because you know they you know they, they were expecting it first but yeah that's where the transparency comes in if the sure. company's straight up you know and says but i personally don't care you know as long as i get it <laughs> in a reasonable amount of time you know, I, I don't care who has what. I'm just like, as long as I get what I ordered in a reasonable yeah. amount of time. My, my, I'm, I'm Canadian, so it takes me forever to get mine anyway. Like nine <laughs> times out of ten, I'm months down the road before I get my stuff. I've, I've seen people playing it on tables, playing it at conventions competitively before I even get my stuff sometimes. And I don't mind that at all. Just as long as, like I said, it's in the mail before all that happens. That's all I worry about. Yeah. The, the other thing that we should probably address is the worldwide or the global shipping situation that's going on right now. Situation which, is putting it mildly. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, or we could say c- catastrophe. With the, yeah, because that's, like that's probably what's disaster. going on. Where, you know, a, a lot of these companies and a lot of these publishers had quoted out shipping and then they had kind of gotten estimates for their shipping and then you know, the, the way shipping is right now, like it changes from week to week to, to almost even day, you know, yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, so I I think, you know, I think at this point with the landscape, this, with the landscape, the way it is and with the publishers backs up against the wall, as far as production costs going up, shipping, you know, globally going way up. If they can make a few bucks back by selling, you know, a, a few, you know, overrun uh, copies, you know, that, that aren't earmarked for, you know, backers at a convention where A, it's going to hype the game and B, it's going to g- bring in some revenue so that they can offset some of the charges that they've occurred, you know, that they didn't anticipate here probably w- when the Kickstarter was, was going. I, I I think we can't really blame them at this point. I, I think we need to be a little more understanding that, hey, they might be having to do this for a reason. And I, a lot of, that's another thing too, is that a lot of this is just completely out of the publisher's hands too. Yeah. Like they can't control the fact that their <laughs> manufacturer might well be telling them, no, we just can't even, there is no space for you. Like we cannot yeah. put this on a shipping container for you. It's not gonna happen right and then 
weird stuff happens even as far as like the these kind of supply chain issues ripple out too and create chaos everywhere on every level so like one that happened just this year is like uh runaway parade their expansion for fire tower they were doing fulfillment through amazon so amazon had received was supposed to receive all of their product and ship it out for them well they messed up like amazon messed it up because oh, of no all of the general shipping chaos and so like half of the backers got their stuff and there was literally nothing that runaway parade games could do about it like they didn't mm. have any control over it it was just like hey amazon what happened to the other half of our games and they're like what other half of your games <laughs> <laughs> and like what are they supposed to do like, yeah. <laughs> sometimes circumstances of, beyond your control do happen right Right, weird stuff like that happens. And, uh, you know, a lot of those types of things are happening more and more. That's stuff that publishers just don't even, they don't have any kind of control over. Yeah. yeah. And getting angry at the publisher for tr doing what they can with the situation as it stands is, is just not productive. Like, they didn't will this situation into being. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if he pissed off everyone who backed us just for some random reason? It'd be really great if we, we just don't... didn't give half our backers their stuff. Yeah. Awesome. We, we don't want them to come back and back future product, projects. Come on. I think, uh, uh, I think one of the things where i've seen some of the most outrage is when fulfillment and a convention are happening near simultaneously and you actually get uh you actually get the issue where people who backed your game were going to the convention and they like they'll get it a week or two early if they could just pick it up at the convention and i see a lot of people have this uh, again it comes back to that entitlement like well why can't i just get it there it's like well yours yeah. is probably already in a different fulfillment center yeah than the staging area for the company's convention product exactly and it's not like you're doing it out of a single room sometimes yeah. sometimes it's all over the country yeah yeah and yeah. so yeah it's just it's, it's one of those things that we do need to be aware that yes in a perfect world it's amazing if Backers get their stuff first, then conventions, then hopefully retailers almost right at the same time. Um, but it's never going to happen. There's too many balls in the air. And, and yeah, we probably all just need to relax a little bit and, and enjoy the game. <laughs> I've seen a lot of Kickstarters, actually, that are planning to be at the big cons, like Gen Con, Dragon Con, etc., uh, where they're like, hey, we're going to have this product in hand if you want to come pick it up at the con email us with your information we'll take you off the mailing list and we'll just have it there for you at the con we'll give you a number you hand us the number you pick up your stuff and you can go home with it yeah but possible yeah that's yeah I mean, that, that's great yeah. that's that's like the perfect world but yeah like i can i can understand people being frustrated you know yeah like you said if somebody's going to be there and they're like hey um you said my stuff mailed like three days ago i'm going to the con tomorrow and my buddy who had no interest in it until I told him about the Kickstarter is with me and he picks it up <laughs> right. and then we're back yeah. in our hotel room and he's opening all of the stuff and looking at it. And I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I had um experience at a, one of the smaller conventions where, um, I, I had, been, I saw that they were going to be at the con and they actually said, Hey, if anybody kickstarted this and you're going to this convention, you can pick up, just let us know and you can pick up your copy. 
and I was like, that's awesome. And I, yeah, and I, like one time, like it was just like, <laughs> like I said, it was a small designer, but they probably had him in the garage. And exactly. I just like, they, they brought him. I went, I went and said, hi, it's me. They checked me off the list and I got my, I got my Kickstarter uh, game right then and there. Nice. So that was the one time it actually worked in my favor, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, that's the thing. I th I think it's I think it's absolutely true. I think everyone needs to just relax, and just accept that there's all sorts of problems with shipping and everything right now. And you know, you gotta because I mean, there's already been a couple of companies that have gone down. Didn't Tasty Minstrel just? Tasty Minstrel said they close their doors. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, we just we just learned that today that uh, what what is it uh, Ravensburger uh, was it North America said that 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 uh, they're not going to be taking any more orders the, you know just because they they're not going to be able to fulfill them and and because of they the, the uh, guarantee so yeah they're a pretty big company like if you go into any any hobby store like I'm sure even even Ben's probably got a wall of Ravensburger puzzles. Yeah, I mean almost, they, they do puzzles, they do toys, they, yeah. yeah, toys, games, yeah, and they they yeah. really expanded their gaming options considerably over the past couple of years. So, yeah. knowing that you know you can't get those right now due to this is yeah, it, it, it it's an eye opener for retailers. Yeah, yeah that's just the is. first company to have this issue. I bet you in a couple of weeks we're probably going to hear it from other companies too. That's that's one thing that I I was going to stress before we got too further along, and we'll we'll take a look at the comments here in just a second, uh, but. You know, if if you're if you can get your your Christmas shopping done yep. now, now. <laughs> it would be you're smart. gonna be a heck of a lot now. better off than you will be if you wait till December or. I uh, think you're gonna make any big ticket purchases online. Um, so you might want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just keep that in the back of your mind here over the next couple of weeks. All right, let's get to some of the 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 comments have been very active and and I appreciate everybody that's uh that, that is giving their input and and uh this is a, this is a topic that I I hoped would spur a lot of conversation just because I, I think it is something that we need to talk about especially with the 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 uh tabletop landscape the the way it is uh, at the moment. Um, not that it wasn't, you know, it, it was kind of this. Vandebeest wrote a book. Vandebeest wrote a paragraph, and he got out for me because <laughs> because I, I, I put uh, one of his uh, smaller comments up on screen, and I, I did not put this up. But I wanted to dive into this because I think it was good. Um, demos slash publicity is 100% fine. Selling the games at con conventions before shipping to backers depends on the agreements in the Kickstarter. If the pu publisher explicitly, sa explicitly said backers would get first access, 100% they should not. If the backers' rewards are being delivered in a timely fashion, then I don't see a problem with selling it at a con. Shipping to third-party vendors before backers is a somewhat different can of worms. Absolutely, I, I totally yeah. agree. If if the I think if the games are headed to a shipping hub or in the process of of going out, like I don't see any reason why you can't. No whatsoever. You, you can't bring copies. Maybe you don't bring a whole lot of copies. You just bring maybe a few cases just to kind of, you know, hype the game up. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah it, that's fine. It's all a timing thing. Uh, mm, like, true. If, Very, if it's yeah. within a month, you're probably okay. So within two weeks, yeah, that's going to be totally fine. If yeah. you're selling at a con literally like three or four months before you're going to be 
delivering Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely like an outlier case of like, what yeah. is going on here yeah. exactly? Honestly, if the Robotech Kickstarter had done at all gone off without a hitch, because they had all kinds of bizarre stupidity happen that really backed it up. If it had gone off without a hitch, we would have all had our stuff and second wave would have been well into production by the time any convention had happened. Right. But because of all these goofy little things like companies backing out, people not doing their jobs properly, and then the general lack of transparency with the backers, it all just went downhill and snowballed and turned into a giant disaster. But as long as as long as you've got somebody, something in the mail, whatever, you're going to get your stuff anyway, like Ben said. Your stuff's going to arrive. Don't worry about it. Uh, Aaron says, nowhere in any Kickstarter I have backed has there been a statement saying that backers will get it, get their product first. It's okay for companies to sell new games at a convention, but I have never seen any company selling a Kickstarter game at a convention that includes all the Kickstarter bonuses. Yeah. As long as the company keeps the backers informed, I am okay with it. I think that's the key. I think I think you know communication is definitely the key part of of all of this. Um, explaining to your backers why you're doing it, justifying it to them. No matter what you, no matter what though, you're going to have a few backers that are going to be like, "Well, I don't oh, really yeah, agree with this." I mean, that's <laughs> yep. just the way. It, I mean, just like any business decision. I've, ever made. I've, had, I've been involved in some Kickstarters where I swear we had like serial backers, backers who backed like multiple of our different projects, who I swear the only reason they backed was to harass us. Yep. <laughs> that is a thing. Like, I mean, I'm going to back plate. for like 20 bucks just so I can write these people nasty grams every day. Yep. <laughs> like, when, uh, please get a different hobby. <laughs> when Palladium's Robotech Kickstarter went down the tubes, they brought in several people to try and resurrect it, to try and save it. Even one of the guys from the community stepped forward to try and help organize and get some stuff out there. And people noted that person's name and the names of all the people that came before them. And anything they tried to do on Kickstarter, they were right there. The like, And there was armies of them. Like we had, I can't remember how many people backed the Robotech Kickstarter. It was quite a few, but a good 30 or 40 of them would roll into the Kickstarter and be like, don't back this. This is garbage. This person can't be trusted. They're going to take your money and run. Mm. And it, they basically caused several Kickstarters to fail as a result. Uh, Vanity says, uh, the idea of Kickstarter is to crowdsource startup capital, while now many companies are using Kickstarter as a pre-order system. Yep, that's exactly what's happened to you. And I feel that, that because they've treated Kickstarter as a pre-order system, folks are anticipating it as a pre-order system like the like backers are, are not looking at it as you know hey this is capital to get this company going and running this product line it's like hey no i'm putting you know 85 dollars towards the next product that they're putting out and i better get it first because this is a pre-order and not some sort of you know yeah uh, you know uh, look at how many kickstarters come out it's like hey development is 100 done we're just ready to start production uh, all we're doing uh, is raising money so that we can get the ball rolling <laughs> uh, Amanda feels. I feel like Amanda has thoughts. I have on this feelings about that. No, it's just so frustrating because it really, like, it really contributes to the fact. Like, a lot of people don't understand how much time and money goes into making things in the first place. Like, how much effort and 
investment is involved in just bringing something to life, like how many people you have to pay to make one of these products. And the companies that come to Kickstarter with a game that's already 100% done and they're just getting the money to print it or whatever, or basically just, or it's already like getting printed and they're just using it as, a, strictly using it as a pre-order and yeah, promotional literally system. Yeah, pre-order, yeah. <laughs> right. It's just like, it's so frustrating because that it really like continues to reinforce people not having any idea how difficult and expensive it is to do things, yeah, like to right. create things. It's like, yeah. no, if a book is completely done, if a 300 page fully illustrated full color rule book is done, you have paid tens of thousands of dollars, at least tens of thousands of dollars out to make this happen like to all the different artists and writers and graphic designers and editors and everybody else and game designers, everybody else involved in this, you have had to pay so much money to make that happen so far. And that basically just gets swept aside as like, no, no, it's already handled. It's fine. It's like, but that's what most companies need this money for is to make that happen because most companies, most of these smaller companies on Kickstarter don't have that kind of money just lying <laughs> right. around that's why they're on kickstarter <laughs> yep and it, ref- it reflects badly on them which is incorrect like you'll get so many companies out there who'll be like hey we're trying to raise the money like we've got this great idea we want to bring it to life and people are are so used to the pre-order concept that once you've given you them the money and then they're off and they're like months yeah then they're like okay so we're we're in layout now we're in uh play testing now we're doing xyz <laughs> And people are like, "What do you what 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 do you mean? Well, like, it's been six months. How come I don't have my stuff already?" So, so here's another here's another reason. Like, I think that folks feel like the, the or the Kickstarter backers feel like that maybe they should get their products first is because a lot of these Kickstarters don't allow themselves enough window or enough time to make sure that all their T's are crossed yeah. and I's are dotted mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the the manufacturing and, and, and development of their games. So yeah, so sometimes they do get pushed out six, twelve months out of the you know beyond and by then you know the backers are waiting they, they expected yeah. this you know you, back here and now you're you're starting to send copies yeah. to a convention like yeah. i i can kind of understand why why some folks i'm, I'm not saying that the that uh, you know all the moment you miss that, a delivery but, deadline people yeah, are salty <laughs> if, if if you've missed a production or a delivery date an expected delivery date and now your copies are, are headed to a convention and you know, those folks are going to get theirs before you do. Yeah, I can kind of understand why they might be upset. Um, and, and they might not be as as warm to, to, to that. Uh, Bromos Sunstar Ranger says, no, a Kickstarter should be obligated to deliver to the backers first. And I, and I agree. I think as long as they have a plan in place to have the delivery set up and, like, the containers are already, like, the product's already, like, gone through the plant and... You know, it's it's on the boat, and you know, it's probably headed to the dock, and you know, it just needs to get in the back of a out. truck somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be anywhere close to where, you know where Jason is because he's all the way oh, up no. in Canada. No. It'll be another Lord. five years before he gets it. But you um, know, as long as everybody else workshop, gets even Games Workshop, um, they're notorious for delivering fairly quickly. When once you get something in the mail from Games Workshop, it tends to arrive fairly fast. Um, it's still ten to fourteen days past street release date where I could literally go down to my local game store and buy it on the shelf. But I want my fancy version, so I order it from them. So I'm sitting there patiently waiting. 
Aaron wants to know, do you think any of the shipping slash fulfillment issues originate from not having affordable production oh, oh, outside oh, of China? I think Ben, Ben, uh, Ben, ben has like thoughts. He needs, he needs to... uh, yes. Succinct. It's absolutely like we're seeing it so much in the retail area where so much of this product is produced in China um, that it's it's just it's all going to bottleneck uh, and it's going to cause issues and like to peel back the, the retail curtain a little bit last week i spent six thousand dollars restocking board games which is you know five to four to five times more than i spend on a normal weekly restock because i need to make sure i have multiple copies deep on the shelf so that i don't run out by Christmas, so that I for the holiday season we have these games in stock. Um, so yeah, every like to 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 give an, a very concrete example, Wingspan, which is a hugely popular game right now. The next time it's going to be printed, this is the next time it's available. A, a factory in China is available to print it is December of this year. That means it's going to be April of next year before the next shipment gets to the states. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's how long it takes once it gets printed, produced to the docks, to the ship, across through customs, blah blah blah, delivered to hubs, and then out to bed. Yeah, and that's that. That we're just we're just seeing this bottleneck because so much of the industry's printing is reliant on China, Um, and it, it would be awesome. Like I love seeing games and books when they come in and they say printed in in Canada or printed in the United States. Uh, it, it's great to see that. It's it's wonderful to see that. But it usually also means those games are a little more expensive. You can't get a, a $40 board game printed in the U.S. They're going to be $50, $60 easy. John, John, you've uh, you, you've designed uh, and published a game. So, what? How have you like? How have you had to deal with it? Like, is this something well, that you've had to deal with? Uh, you know, on a personal level. Or? <laughs> I I, did, I I set my goals really low. It was more of a, a just I, I set everything really low just so I could get out. I um I got everything sourced in the states, but let me tell you, it was I, some of the quotes I got, I just about fell out of my chair for like a, <laughs> yeah. a, yep. was a it really? game that just a just a you know a, a you know just a little tiny box with like eighty cards. I think it was instructions. You know some of the quotes I got. I was gonna have to sell it for like thirty dollars uh, oh. a game if I was to like uh, uh, get it produced in the U.S. Which, but what I did was I got I I, I got I went through drive-through cards and got they had a you know decent price for the card, so I got all the cards shipped to me. I, I found a place uh, in mid-state that would run the uh, boxes, but I got them as flats, so I had to fold. <laughs> 200 boxes and, and together. I my goodness a, i bought I a helped. So I, you know <laughs> and I, I printed the instructions out at uh at staples or something like that you know and uh you know and then i you know i got i bought a shrink wrapper for like 180 and i just did it all myself you know what i mean wow. i just yeah i packaged it all up and you know I, I was only dealing with a few hundred i wasn't dealing with Ten thousand, you know. So yeah. you, you uh, wouldn't want to do that for ten thousand. Well, yeah. See, and sometimes that's the problem too. Is sometimes Veronica, an overwhelming success is bad. 
Oh, because that means yeah. your production is yeah. so much yeah. more massive that you literally can't do it small scale anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I, I listened to it. Yeah, I, I do object to the he did it all by himself and his wife. Even the children wow. were using Look, the heat Child crash. labor. Somebody call the authorities. <laughs> wow. It's fine if they're family members. It's, it's oh, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's there's exceptions in US labor law for you're allowed to make children work as long as they're your family members. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no, shoot. I, I better take down that sign off the front yard that you know, uh, <laughs> inviting kids over for free ice cream and uh, <laughs> free ice cream and and, and origami. Yes, we <laughs> yeah, origami, <laughs> origami <laughs> lessons. Teach you how to make origami boxes. Yeah. Yes. I, I listened to a, I listened to a, a bunch of different podcasts. I was listening to one the other day that really broke down all the issues with the uh, shipping that's going on right now and mm -hmm. um, talked about, you know, how it's not just uh, COVID, it's like the shipping companies don't want uh, the, uh, the crates to like go on trains anymore because they get hung up like in the middle of the US. Uh, so now companies are having to actually get truckers to drive them from ports. Yep. Uh, to in you know inland so i mean now there's a shortage of truckers there's you know that's just all this stuff is just adding one more thing that of, can go wrong yeah you know because uh because yeah too many, you know because uh, there's a shortage of everywhere all those uh crates were just kind of piling up in you know weird places so they yeah. kind of said nope we're not going to ship them by train you know because those are those are the ones that notoriously don't come come back right away so uh, yeah. i know so, a guy yeah. that works for amazon that oh, yeah, got totally. really uh really involved in uh in shipping a bunch of uh late stuff that showed up at a dock and every single delay snowballs into the next one like really the, does, the yeah. customs guy didn't get to it at the dock that day the next time he's going to be around is next week so there's a week added on uh -huh. that week means you miss your shipping with the shipping company for the for the freight or whatever so they can't pick it up for another week after that and then oh my gosh. like he had one shipment yeah. of like 280 boxes in, in his in the warehouse that he manages uh, he's just a little local distribute distribution hub and they had another 150 boxes coming in the next day so they had to move 150 boxes from this one shipment to another facility and that facility was like seven hours down the road and was only open like four days a week so when they needed to move all of that shipment out, they were trying to coordinate with two different facilities, one of which wasn't open. Mm. So everything just got completely wrecked. It was a disaster. Yeah, they, they were also saying on this podcast that, you know, sometimes publishers now are, you know, just to get some stock into conventions, they have to air freight this stuff, which is, yep. you know, they're making yep. absolutely That's no money yeah. uh, selling it at conventions. It's But they need to have it because they you know that's what they're there for promoting these games and if they don't have the game to sell so you know they're 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 barely breaking even because they have to air freight this stuff and it's yeah. uh just you know 10 times more that's just know. more money out of your pocket at the end of the day yeah so yeah so people have patience with your publishers especially kickstarters if they have oh, yeah. to delay or push back <laughs> Uh, At this point, I would never, I would never complain about a shipping delay in a Kickstarter right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not, even if it was Robotech, if Robotech was happening right now, I'd be like, you know what, guys, I get it, you're screwed. 
yeah. we're all screwed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you know, when when a container only costs like three thousand or eight thousand dollars when you spec it out for Kickstarter, and now it's thirty thousand. You it know, ridiculous. There goes any profit you might have thought yeah. you were making on the. Uh, on, on your project so or you're trying to push it or you're, you're asking your backers so two things can happen you can either give us more money to offset this cost <clears throat> or we can all wait to get anything at all until prices go back down which may yeah. never happen yeah. right <laughs> uh charles says uh, dropping in to say hi i can't stay charles is watching us yes. from from uh from a hospital bed and oh, uh, he yes he's he's currently in the hospital uh, dealing with that's some, some dedication issues. So thank you, <laughs> yeah. Charles. We wish you well. We hope you speedy recovery. Uh, hopefully we can uh, we can catch up with you at, at Granite Con next uh, next year. Uh, that's another gentleman that uh, you know. Uh, we talk about these conventions with with great communities. Uh, Charles is one of those that uh, was uh, I got to meet from from Granite Con and and uh, just a nice gentleman and and we we wish him well and please please keep us updated. Uh, Let's see here. Let's see here. Let's go right through. I just got an update from one of my late Kickstarters. Uh, <laughs> How on, about in my email. That? It's the Marmorial Tome um, that was done by. Um, wait, wait, Mar wait. You got an update from them? Yeah. What? what? Yeah. How many years um, ago was, did that Kickstarter happen? That was two years ago now. So this one's two years overdue. And another company, um, Troll Lord Games, took over fulfillment of it. And they basically gave an ultimatum to the guys who were doing it, which is uh, Ernie Gygax, who has abandoned the project entirely, and uh, Benoit, uh, yep. I can't pronounce his last name, I think it's Poiré, Poir yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who, uh, who was basically taking on all the work. And they gave an ultimatum. They said, you provide us with a finished chapter for editing every week, or we end it here and we ship what we have, and that is the end of it. And so, And he's so far been keeping up his end of the bargain, even though it's two years nice. overdue. Good, <laughs> and that's basically all. That's basically all the update says is like, hey, he hasn't missed a deadline yet. We're continuing down that road, and if anything changes, you'll know immediately. <laughs> uh, Bromos uh, has another another comment that says the publisher needs to fulfill to the backers first, who economically invested funds, who patiently waited. It's disrespectful to the community to not respect the backers first, and that's another thing that that we should kind of bring up with Kickstarter. Kickstarter is a great marketing tool for, I mean, that's, this is kind of why games go to Kickstarter now is because of marketing yeah. and also they're great community building. It's a great community builder for your game. So like I can kind of understand where, where, where Bromos is coming from, where, you know, you, you've kind of fostered this community to support your line and to kind of like get their input and everything to not, you know, to kind of say, yeah, we need to make more more money and we need to promote it over like making sure that you guys are taken care of first. Uh, I can kind of understand where, where he's got a point there. Do you, anybody want to disagree with that? I mean, as long as it's like, does he mean product <laughs> in hand? Because if it means everybody has to have their product in hand, that's just unrealistic. Because look at me, Canada, hello. <laughs> that's right. not going to happen. If you're waiting for me to get my product before you sell anything at a con, you're going to be out of business before you get to get anything at a con. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, as long as you have a shipping notification, like if every package has been earmarked as on the way, go do whatever you're doing. Until that point, yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit of a sticky 
because it's kind of it is it is kind of rude to kind of put what the heck you have to put things on a moose 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 train it's bears that pull the trains the moose do not pull the trains you can't get a moose to pull a train come on they know nothing about moose jason no. But yeah, like yeah, a moose wouldn't pull a train anyway. It would likely kick no. the crap out of the train. Um, <laughs> yeah, like as long as as long as everything has been earmarked as on the way, I think they should be allowed to do whatever the heck they want because that means that any product they still have left wasn't going to us anyway. So right. why not get it out the door? Yeah, uh, it, it's a complicated issue. That, that's exactly it, it. It's just you know you, you can see both sides of it, and I guess. I, I guess the, the, the sting comes when the that kind of trust is kind of completely, you know, blown for the company. If, 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 you know what I mean? If they if they're a company that, you know, doesn't care about its customers and or its backers, the people who funded the project and they're very obvious about it. And again, that goes back to the communication. Then that's shame on them. You know what I mean? And yes, that's absolutely 100% right they uh you know they 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 should make every effort to get it to the backers first but on the flip side in in reality is you know you got to you got to understand they they're, they're a business and they're trying to promote their project and you know if it's something that they put a lot of love and time in and they they really want it to succeed then you know you should want them to succeed as well but uh yeah it still leaves a bad taste in your mouth if again there's not that transparency and they're just you know flipping about you know oh yeah we'll just ship it we'll you know you'll get yours whenever hey convention here's i i'd kind of like to also propose like the opposite side of this situation though of like consider this situation you're at a gaming convention you see a big booth that somebody has already paid a bunch of money for. Mm. Booths are non-refundable. Like, vendor booths are non-refundable at pretty much every gaming convention <clears throat> ever, by the way. Yeah. So, it's a big booth. Somebody's paid a bunch of money for to be there. And you have a game company there. And, like, they've got nothing in the booth. And they're just standing there. And you're like, <laughs> hey, guys, why like are you here? Right. <laughs> and you're like, hey, Coming what's this soon. game? Right, and they're like, uh, it's a game. We've got boxes of them in a warehouse, but we couldn't bring any of them because we hadn't quite finished our fulfillment yet. Does that not yeah. seem kind of silly? Like, would that you is, not be frustrated good. as a convention attendee being like, well, what the heck is going on then? Like, why it's, are you even here? Well, then, especially if it's for that, something that you're genuinely interested in. <laughs> right, and then that company is also completely screwed themselves because it costs a lot of freaking money to show at a convention, which is a commitment well, yeah. you also have to make like a year in advance, too. And you're paying people to be there, too. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I was time... wrong about the tomb, by the way. It was 2015 that it... Oh. I was going to say, tomb, Memorial Tomb was a long time ago. Yeah. It wasn't so a couple six, years ago. Six it was a while. <laughs> <laughs> right. and, and that's the thing. It's not like Kickstarter is 100% of all sales of all... You know, it's not like everybody who games is on Kickstarter. There's still right. people who, use, you know, have no idea what Kickstarter is. I mean, or just don't, not, or just don't, just don't. Or they just don't trust the whole system of what well, I put just my credit fair. card into here and then they take the money off of my credit card. Uh, no, thank you. You know, you know, there's how are you ever going to reach those people? You know, if uh, it's not in a store like Ben's or, you know, at a convention 
where you get to see it. You know, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, the, the other side of this is the fact that, I mean, we encountered it as well. When we, we were like, we're going to pad our Kickstarter so that we add an extra few months so that we make sure that we aren't one of those Kickstarters mm -hmm. that's going to be late. And there's so much that's out of your control. I mean, like, it I really mean, is. before, way before yeah. COVID. So these people book these convention spots or, you know, they, they get pay the big bucks. And then like, there's a printer issue and they get the product in and yeah, what, like, like Amanda said, what are you going to do? Like yeah. pay thousands yeah. of dollars for a booth and be, because you couldn't deliver it to your customer. I mean, I can see that angle. Yep. And that's just, yeah, because I mean, how many Kickstarters are late? And, you know, we, we were like, we're not going to be those people. And, and then sometimes yeah. you can't help it. Yeah. It's, sometimes uh, they know, make you, you those people. <laughs> yes. Like I said, we had three extra months or something like that that we've yeah. padded. And there's a problem with the boxes. And then there's yep. a problem with the cards or something. <laughs> exactly. I can't remember what all the problems no, were. No. And it was just like, yep, we're a month late. But, you know, but yeah, I well, mean, even, yeah, that's that is the hard part. You anticipate yeah. you you're gonna you tell yourself we're gonna get these to all our customers, or all our backers first. But yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna sink yourself over something like that. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I'm in that in that place. I can see it. Look at what happened yeah. to Alan. I've backed God like nine or ten Kickstarters from Alan for the Alan Night Games. He has never missed a deadline he is always on time or earlier every single time yeah, and tiny tries. cthulhu ended up being late because of stupid shipping stuff yep. stuff stuff he had no control over he'd get a proof yeah. and he'd send. he'd be like oh well i'll just fix this and we'll get another proof suddenly that proof is three weeks to get to him instead of yeah. like, overnight ah. <laughs> and then once he has to review that whole thing and then send that back again and yeah it's hey, that, that, just the world we live in yeah that, that happened to me with cards i, I I, I, you know, I got the cards and I'm like, okay, that's good. They sent me the, the proofs. I'm like, that's good. And they, you got my sample. That was good. And then I'm like, okay, go ahead, order 500. And then I got them and they had this like little yellow border around them. And I'm like, what? Where did this you come know, this, from? <laughs> yeah, there's like 0.1% yellow in, in one of the backdrops of, of an image no. on, the, on the cover. And and it's just like for whatever reason they must have oh, used no. a nicer printer for the uh for the sample than they did the production printer because uh yeah i mean they refunded me and yeah. reprinted but again that's uh uh yeah that delayed things i was not <laughs> did not anticipate that so uh the stupid little you thing would, I, you wouldn't think they would send a send a sample from a different printer but yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, Kickstarters, I tell you, you gotta, you gotta love them. You gotta love them. Uh, Aaron says uh, it's also on the backer if they assume something that wasn't promised, aka getting it before they sell it at a con. So part of the problem is being generated by the backers who think they're supposed to or entitled to get it first. It all goes back to communication from the creators. I guess if we're going to go with anything tonight, I think <laughs> the key thing is for creators to be transparent with their backers right out of the gate, right during through development and right on through to shipping. If you're transparent with everything, more than likely 
the majority of your backers are going to be on board. Yep. There still might be the occasional folks that still, I mean, I know it's hard to believe that some folks on the internet might not, uh, <laughs> might be unhappy. And that's what? the thing too. The people you hear being the loudest are usually the minority. Yeah. Like, it, like you have probably so many people that are like, yeah, no worries. I'll get it when I get it. But they're not typing that out on Twitter. Right. They're not hitting up your Kickstarter comment section because they know there's problems. So, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, but also, you know, there's three other wheels that are doing just fine. Yep. Yep, that is true. That is true. Well, that's probably going to do it for our show. We're getting uh, close to our uh, our time. Um can, yes, I, can I mention something tangentially yeah, related? Absolutely. Go for it. Actually, man. it's fairly related. Go for it. Uh, go there's for a Kickstarter it. I'm involved with that has 65 hours left to go right now, by the way. Oh, yeah? Oh, yes. yes yeah. Yes. At, the shine of, at the Shrine of Authoress from Skirmisher Publing, Publishing, we're in the last... Publing. Er, publishing. We're in the last 65 hours. It's a, a, an adventure for D&D 5e, so check it out. I'm doing a whole bunch of art for it because we hit a stretch goal that allowed me to do that. So nice! Yeah. Well, congratulations. Right. Very cool. Looks like it's going to be a pretty book. I'm, I'll be happy to own it. Yeah, Bob Gravenstein is doing most of the artwork for it, and his work is really nice. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, folks. Uh, if you've watched all this way, thank you so much. You are the reason why we do these shows each week, and we greatly appreciate it. I will tell you that, that next week that we will be taking a week off because I will be flying back from Gen Con while uh, there's Monday. We night. tried to explain to him that there's bathrooms and Wi-Fi on planes, but no, there, there, there is, and and uh, I don't think that we could probably do. It's that. only like thirty-five dollars a minute or something. It's oh, fine. It's fine. Jason can run the show for you, Doug. No oh, yeah. That would be a great show. Um, Give Jason the keys to the VCG StreamYard, no, Doug. You no, know you want to. No. Impromptu actual play of Sins again. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, but before we head out, uh, Veronica, John, let's let's plug uh, Adirondacon one more time. Where, where should folks go if they want in, information for Adirondacon? And not maybe they they're not able to attend this year, but you know years uh, years down the right down the road uh, they can. Where, where should they go if they want to, uh, to know more about Adirondacon? Well, we have a Facebook page at Adirondacon. Um, our website is www.adirondacon.com. We're on Instagram and. Twitter, which we don't use very often, and if you're looking for the schedule, um, I am slowly, slowly getting it done. Um, it is on Warhorn, Warhorn.net because um, we had to. We had, unfortunately couldn't use tabletop events this year, so gotcha. um, Warhorn.net for the schedule of games and such. Nice. So that's, I think yeah. I think I mentioned everything. Excellent. Yeah, and, 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 and if you have a last minute game you want to run, just another advantage of a small con is we can go right up to the last second here. So if anyone wants to run something at Adirondacon, uh, you know, come on, come on oh, yeah, over. We do have some, yep, we do have some game designers joining us this time around as well. So, um, and yep. uh, for those who are into merch, um, Clever Cow Designs are—they're uh, working on our web store. So, so we'll have some be, if you can't make the con, and 
Yeah, if you can't make the con, you want to support us, uh, uh, feel free to grab some uh, shirts or something at the end as well. Um, I'll throw a plug out for my wife, uh, who's going to be selling at the store, and we're going to be going to Carnage and uh, multiple weeks uh, selling stuff. I've we've never gone as sellers, cool. always as demoers. But she has an Etsy shop, Gamer Gifts at by FSP. Uh, First All Productions is uh, the FSP. My, uh, I, I figured, uh, you know, that's where I do all my best thinking was at the First Stall at work, which is where the company came from. But uh, I don't know if my <laughs> wife is thrilled that I had her put that in the uh, title of her store. But yeah, she sells, uh, you know, jewelry and uh, some cool cage D20 uh, keychains and necklaces and such, which uh, stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So, but yeah, and we'll be selling that at person and at around the con and at Carnage, and um, she's online. So, um. and and folks can also like uh, your your other business page, Lemare uh, Box Folding Services, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes, so. yes, uh, and paper folding and uh, and box. Yeah, it was, shrink wrapping and shrink wrapping. I still ha I haven't used it. Since uh, I got it, so I got the little heat sealer and the uh, the little the little hair dryer. That actually, if your children have been a little bit bad, you could maybe uh, get them heat sealed. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do with their toys when they're misbehaving. You just Guaranteed to keep your children in their place. <laughs> Seal them to a chair. Oh, <laughs> I, I just want to say that the views expressed by the by the members of the Kiata Good Cast do not reflect those of Victory Condition Gaming. <laughs> But they uh, should. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. That's going to do it for this episode of the Chaotic Goodcast. I want to thank everyone that uh, has watched the, the, up till this point. You said you're the reason why we do this. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button down below. Uh, we'd love to have you join us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern here on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook. Uh, make sure to go follow us and like all those uh, different places as well. We, we greatly appreciate it. Go check out Ben and Amanda at, at GraniteCon. Uh, this this coming weekend uh, mm -hmm. in Manchester, New Hampshire, and uh, make sure to check out Veronica and John uh, at uh, Adirondacon in, in Glens Falls, uh, New York, on October second. And uh, you can just check out Jason in general, I guess. <laughs> check him out. Just check him out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 Save that for off stream, Doug. <laughs> I, I, I will uh, remind folks that I will be at Gen Con uh, this this coming uh, weekend. So uh, if you are going to Gen Con, uh, feel free to swing by the uh, Free League booth and say hi. And and uh, love to to thank you in person for uh, being you know for for being part of our VCG community. And uh, if you're going to Origins as well, I will be at Origins uh, coming up uh, pretty much the same same time at the end of the month. Uh, so moments later, <laughs> yeah, just uh, just feel free to uh, stop by, say hi. I would love to. I love to connect with folks. So please, please do that. All right, that's going to do it for episode 118 of the Chaotic Goodcast. It was chaotic, but it was so good. See you in a little bit. Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victoryconditiongaming. We have all sorts of Patreon perks, and it definitely helps support our show. Thank you so much.
So, how many how many people here ha have actually been to Gen Con? It's on my wish list. On my Is wish. it on your wish list? Yeah. Veronica, no. Yeah. Nope. Wish list. Yeah. I think the last time I went was like ten years ago, though. Isn't it the? Oh, I thought you. I thought you went to like Denny's or something. What's the one where you like no, went to origins. Denny's every morning? Oh, origins. Origins. Our, origins. our hotel. <laughs> was like out by like the in like the mall part of town of Columbus like nowhere near the convention center or anything else so literally all there was was our hotel and like a Denny's and then like a bunch of clothing stores and it was like well we need to eat and we should probably do that before we get into the craziness of trying to park downtown at the convention center and everything else so I guess we're eating Denny's for breakfast Every Again. morning, every morning, it was amazing. Not every morning, it was a couple of mornings. <laughs> Sounds like a grand slam. <laughs> I think about one Denny's breakfast every like three years would really do me, but that's what we had for options. <laughs> <laughs> What's Clearly, the... Amanda is the healthy eater amongst us. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, generally. Uh, what is uh, the one thing that that I should not miss at Gen Con? If, like, as far as, like, you know, like a, a restaurant, like food or, or, or something after hours, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious because I, I will have John Marin with me. Uh, ben, Ben, uh, you, I, you and I have, have hung I out with John quite a few. I will yep. say that despite how much the con has historically hyped it, I don't know if they still have this relationship with the restaurant anymore, but they always used to. Don't waste your time going to the Ram because it's basically just regular bar food. It's completely overrun. And the only thing that they do special for the weekend is raise their prices by 10% and then give all of their dishes like goofy gaming related names. And you'll wait for like two hours for a table because they'll be slammed the whole weekend. So just don't bother. Don't bother. Don't, okay. No. You don't have to worry about it. The, ra the RAM closed during the pandemic. So. Oh, did they? Oh, did it really? Yeah. R.I.P. the RAM. There's a I, lot of it around that. Yeah, a lot of restaurants in general. No, that was always just a thing that everybody was like, because it was like in the programs. So people would be like, yeah. let's go to the Ram. And it's like, guys, but we're going to be stuck waiting for a table forever. And the food's <laughs> just okay. <laughs> I, I, I thought I heard good things about food trucks. Oops. Yes, food trucks. If you can get to the food trucks. Is there food trucks out there? Yep. But I don't. Don't go during lunchtime. You want to go at like ten in the morning or like three in the afternoon. Three in the afternoon. Mm. Otherwise, you will be waiting two hours for your to food. Get, well, to get I, food truck food. I'll be surprised if I can get away during the day. I'm, I'm thinking like after hours, like if there's. But then again, everything's probably going to be slammed after hours anyway. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, once probably. once the conventions close, everything around technically usually gets pretty very pretty busy. Yeah. yeah, well, that was the way it was at DragonCon too. It was once, once you got out of, uh, you know, just like a sporting event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anytime you're gonna get out the door, everybody and their dog wants to eat before they go home. Mm -hmm. well, I, I've, I've heard good things about uh, there, there's this restaurant. I think it's called McDonald's. Um, McDonald's. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't know if you've. Uh, I'll have to look them up. Yeah. I've, I've never. Are they are they known by okay. any specific like logo or anything? Like. Uh, <laughs> okay, I have a funny McDonald's convention story though. This wasn't oh. at a gaming convention. This is at a just a regular pop culture convention. I was at MegaCon one year because I used to do MegaCon every year since I lived in Savannah and I had family not far from Orlando, so I would just drive down there and do MegaCon every year. And 
It's at the Orange County Convention Center, which is like an, uh, just, I can't even wrap my mind around how huge the Orange County Convention Center is in Orlando, Florida. Like, it's just ridiculous. And they always have, like, every weekend, multiple huge events, multiple tens of thousands of people events going on, like, at the same time, because this place is just that huge. And there's, like, one little McDonald's right up the road from it. And yet that McDonald's never seems to be prepared for the fact that every weekend is madness there. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. so like one time I was at Megacon and one of our, one of my friends that I was tabling right next to, like we all went together and he was like, Hey, I'm going to go to McDonald's and grab us all lunch. What do you guys want? And you know, we all gave him his orders and he comes back and he's like, I got like half of what we ordered because they were out of everything. Wow. And he ga like gave me my chicken nuggets and he's like, here you go. And I'm like, there's no sauce. He's like, yeah, no, they had no sauce. I'm like, what do you mean they had no sauce? He's like, no sauce. I asked them. They had nothing. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> what? what? They're notorious for not giving out sauce as it is. But, no, there uh, yeah. was no sauce. To have There's none no whatsoever is sad. To be had. <laughs> okay, that's not related, but I went to Arby's once and they were out of beef. Oh, what? Oh Where's the beef? No, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so they do indeed not have the meats. <laughs> no beets. Yeah, I don't know. It was close. I think it was so close to closing time. They just didn't want to do anything about it. But it was yeah. just like, what do you mean oh. you don't have roast beef? We just don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My daughter loves Arby's. Like, I, like, I tell her all the time I'm like we're gonna go to arby's i'm like and she's like okay yay i love arby's i'm like okay like what are you gonna get she's like chicken nuggets <laughs> like, she loves she loves arby's what? because of their very smart social media marketing yeah yeah that's exactly what it is because their social media marketing game is on point she uh I, I think she follows them on on instagram and i think she comments and they usually comment back so yeah <laughs> She uh, also follows. I don't. I don't know if, if I've told you this, but she also follows Kermit the Frog on Instagram, and evidently, like she showed me where Kermit the Frog actually has replied back to her comments Aww. on on Instagram. Wow. And so, like her and Kermit are like, t you know, they're like I'm best jealous. <laughs> so, I want like, Kermit to be no wait. I want Gonzo to be my BFF. <laughs> Gonzo, yeah. Well, Can I, I be mean, friends with Gonzo? Have, you, have you looked at my nose lately? I mean, <laughs> Oh jeez! All right, I guess that's gonna do it for this episode. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, thanks, John. Thanks, Veronica, for coming on. Oh, good to see you guys. Yeah, great to see you. Hopefully, we can see you in person soon. So, yeah. See y'all next week. All right.